0: happened back in 2010, I was working in a hotel in a suburban area, it was a nice place. When I first started there, I was both a part time front desk clerk and a part time night auditor. For those of you not in hospitality, I closed the day out on the computers on the overnight shift. I had just been promoted to a day job and had a week left at the front desk before I was switching to my Monday through Friday gig and it was just like any other night. At about 3 a.m., I received a phone call. The guy sounded my age, mid-twenties, and attempted to strike up a conversation with me. I have to get my name when answering the phone, so he gets my name, of course, and starts asking me personal questions. Do you have a boyfriend? Would you want to go out for a drink? Which were harmless, but nevertheless, I tell him I'm hanging up as I had a job to do. He wouldn't give me a name, instead he said, Why don't you call me John? I hang up and finish my shift. The next night, at about 3.30am, I received another phone call from John. He started off with asking me out for a drink again, to which I declined and hung up the phone. He called back about five times that night each time getting more lewd in his comments, and just tried to keep me talking. He ended his last call with the phrase, I see you like singing karaoke. I love doing that. Let's go out together sometime. Shit, I think. He found me on Twitter. I had just gone out a few nights prior with my friends and posted about it. I asked him how he got my full name, and he wouldn't tell me. I hung up again and he was done for that night. I deleted my Twitter and Foursquare pages, and when my boss came in at 7 a.m., I told him what had been going on. We told my general manager, and my security guard put it into his report. I only worked two overnights a week, luckily, but when I came back the next week, so did he. The phone call started around 3 a.m. and lasted for an hour or so but this time was a little different. John was angry that I had deleted my accounts so he couldn't keep an eye on me and make sure I wasn't cheating on him. I told him to fuck off and that I'm not answering the phone anymore and that my security guard would be taking all of my calls going forward. The phone was quiet for about 10 seconds and then he screamed, You're going to be with me whether you like it or not coming for you and hung up the phone i of course freaked the fuck out and called the police luckily i had my security guard there so i wasn't completely alone but it must have been a slow night because it took the cops mere minutes to get there i called my night supervisor who left at 11 p.m and he managed to calm me down one cop was nice enough to stay until my shift was done And with that, I told my boss that even though I had a week left of overnights, I couldn't and wouldn't do it. Thankfully, they understood, and I moved to daytime hours, as well as sent an email out to everyone telling them that anyone who called for me was sent directly to the GM. Thankfully, everything stopped after that, minus a few phone calls the security guy got for about a week. He told the guy that I had quit because of him, and the call stopped. Still creeps me out, though. We think he may have been a former guest at the hotel, but I never found out who it was. I worked in fast food during high school and when I started college. I was a fairly small 18-year-old girl at the time, and I was scheduled to close a restaurant that night at around midnight. We had been pretty dead, and labor cost was pretty high, so at about 9.30, I was the only one left up in the front while my manager took drive-through orders. So around 9.30ish, this guy walks in wearing really nice designer clothing, including a brand new looking Air apostle jacket with the hood up, pressed khaki shorts, and sunglasses. He keeps all of this on as he sits down at the bar style seats at the end of the counter this raises immediate red flags for me because being dark outside i feel like the guy's keeping his sunglasses on and hood up to obstruct my view and the camera's view of his face i hesitantly stand there unsure of what to do i pretend to be busy and wait for him to say something sure enough in a few minutes He's behind me at the counter. Excuse me, ma'am, but what could you give to me? I'm sorry? You know, when the food expires, I know it's not really bad. Could you give me something? This guy still has not taken off the glasses, and when he speaks, he does so slowly. When he opens his mouth to talk, I notice he is missing most of his teeth, despite the fact he is a very young man. I'm sorry. I can't. My manager needs everything to count the waste products. I can get you a glass of water." He accepts, half smirking. I hand him the water cup and dip behind the grill to find my manager. She seemed thoroughly unconcerned and told me to go back up front and get to work. Uneasy. I oblige. I continue to busy myself up front as I see the guy sitting there at the counter again sipping water and watching me behind his sunglasses. I duck back into the side of the grill, not visible from the counter, and pull out my phone to text my boyfriend and father, both who live close by, trying to get someone out to keep an eye on the situation. I'm one word into my first text when my manager clears her throat behind me. I turn around and she has her hand out waiting for me to put my phone in it. I'm trying to get someone out here to make sure nothing happens. I'm scared. You're fine. Give me the phone. You can have it back for music when the restaurant closes. Helpless, I surrender my phone and the only chance for rescue I had. I came back to the front, and he sits there for a while, staring, with a weird half-smile on his face. About 11.30... He gets up and walks out. Relieved, I go on with my closing duties and forget all about him. We closed and got ready to leave the restaurant. I didn't have a car of my own, so my boyfriend would come pick me up at around 12:30 in the morning. As I stepped into the sidewalk, from around the corner of the building, I saw a movement headed towards my direction, and I quickly jumped into my boyfriend's car. As soon as I touched the door handle, the movement immediately changed direction and headed the opposite way. I locked my car door, realizing who the person in the shadows was. It was the same guy that had sat in the lobby earlier, watching me. I fully believe he intended to wait for me and follow me out to my car, believing I had driven myself. I told my boyfriend to step on it. I work as a campus security officer at a well-known college in good old South Carolina. The job is without a doubt the best job I've ever had. Beautiful campus, supportive, cooperative students, friendly staff. It was really laid back, especially for a law enforcement job. Working for a college campus is kind of like being a town guard in Skyrim. You have your own borders to patrol, your own little town and you know everyone, and everyone knows you. Nothing but petty thievery and drunken brawls. It has a small town feel to it, and I love it. But like any small town, it has its fair share of local haunted buildings and supernatural happenings. At first, one can disregard such talk as crazy or the students having overactive imaginations. I'm of college age, to understand where they're coming from. Having a haunted building on campus would be wicked cool, and if you really wanted something to be haunted, you'll make it so with your mind alone. Next thing you know, your experiences with what the paranormal spread out among the rest of the student body, starting with rumors at the cafeteria, then more rumors of other people's experiences, and yada yada. Eventually, boom, the place is haunted. It wasn't until I started Third Shift that I realized some of these stories may be true. As you can imagine, we have a rather large lock-up list to attend to at the end of every day. About 40 buildings, each with hundreds of rooms to check. So it takes a while. Anyway, I was with my partner, and we were clearing out one of the larger central buildings on the campus. Our campus has a curfew during the week, for security purposes so as you can imagine students get pretty creative when it comes to hiding places thus we had to learn the mall by checking every nook and cranny in every single room in every single building or else we could be reprimanded so we finished up having triple checked every room the building was empty we double checked every single perimeter door and the lockup was complete No cars were in the parking lot, no students were anywhere nearby, we called into dispatch that the lockup was finished and moved on to the next building. After lockup, I got in my patrol car and drove around as per usual, checking up on everything, making sure no one was sneaking around after curfew, doing drugs or whatnot. Next thing you know, I got a call from dispatch that the perimeter alarm for the central building was going off. I meet my partner on the scene. We then had to begin a painstaking process of clearing every single room on every floor all over again. When we got there, the door was opened, but no one was there. We couldn't figure out who had triggered the alarm, so we figured it was a teacher who had just forgotten something in their office. The downstairs doors were still locked. So we unlocked them to go check the rooms that lined the halls below us. Four hallways make up the downstairs area in a basic square bottom floor shape. Each stretched about 50 yards or so, and each was dimly lit by emergency lighting. We cleared them one by one until we got to the last hallway. There, at the end, in the very middle of the dark hallway, was a single desk facing us. This desk had seemingly come from nowhere. Each classroom cannot be opened without a key once it's locked, and once they're cleared, they're immediately locked down. None of the downstairs doors have been open. It is 100% safe to say no one had been in there. We look at each other and slowly approach the desk. We triple checked every classroom, but there's just no way someone could have hidden in there and waited for us to leave to do this. The desk was staring at us, and I know that doesn't make sense, but the desk seemed to be almost occupied, and even though it was empty, I felt as if we were being watched as we approached. The airy feeling grew stronger the closer we got, and as we passed the desk, the feeling went away. Admittedly, we, two fully armed trained and equipped officers quickly left the building after we locked it again both of us very unsettled about 30 minutes pass, and i'm on patrol again and dispatch notifies me that the alarm has gone off again we returned to the building to find it was maintenance admittedly relieved we asked them what they were up to and they were simply tending to an issue upstairs. We still had to reclear every room again per lockup regulations. We deactivated the alarm, said goodnight to the maintenance fellows and began our third lockup. The doors to downstairs hadn't even been touched. We go to clear downstairs again and the hairs on both of our necks stand up. We were seriously spooked. Neither of us wanted to go down there but we had to. I'm certain we nearly held our breath the entire time, approaching that last corner. When we rounded it, the desk had company. Two more joined it, facing the wall. The third was still staring us down. We quickly locked up and left, hoping that would be the last time we got called to that building until morning. I'm still fairly new here, And i'm sure this won't be the last unsettling experience i'll have on this old campus it was winter 2012 and i was 18 or 19 at the time i was working in a petrol station in an average-sized town in england it was okay money for somebody who was at college at the time it was just a shame that it was a weekend job So while my friends were getting drunk and having fun, I was at the petrol station, serving taxi drivers and the occasional drunk. Anyway, back to the story. It started off like any other night. Serve people, clean up, do stock, the average night shift work. Since it was winter, the night was really dark and you could only see faint outlines of people walking back and forth even with the street lights. The place where I worked at was situated across the road from a pub and had an alley running beside it that led to a housing estate. Around 3 to 4 AM, as I finished cleaning a set of shelves, I noticed a figure standing in the alley just outside the light, but just enough to hide his face, but you can make out his clothing. I initially brushed it off as somebody waiting for a taxi, as it seemed harmless enough. I sat down in my chair behind the counter and looked at my phone and played some games for a bit. When I looked up, it was 5am and he was still there, waiting, watching me. To make my situation worse, after 5am there is hardly any traffic or passerby. I had this gut feeling that he had some harmful intent. I was safe however as I was locked in till the morning. I stared back in a trance, trying to keep my eye on whatever he would do next. After a while, I needed to use the toilet, so I went and came back, thinking he might've walked off. But he didn't, he was still there. I then decided not to do my last job until my coworker came in to start their shift, as my last job was to take out the fire extinguishers and sand buckets it got to about 6 a.m. and the figure faded back into the alley and I didn't see him for the rest of my shift when my co-worker arrived it was still dark and I usually walked a 10 minutes back home but I got a taxi home after that shift I felt like the guy could be anywhere still watching me I told my co-workers and family members about my experience they said they personally haven't experienced anything like it, and wouldn't like to either. I was very nervous when doing my shifts from then on, feeling as soon as I let my guard down, he would strike. But thankfully, nothing else happened after that. I quit the following summer to go to college. Safe to say, I don't want to meet the person in the shadows from that night.